Before we get into this episode, we have a quick favor to ask you. If you love our show, please scroll down to the review section of your favorite podcast platform and leave us a five-star rating. If you have a few more seconds, please also leave us a review telling us what you like most about our show. We read every single one of these and we appreciate them so much. This will also help us grow and get into the ears of those who love true crime and food as much as you do. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Extra Cheese by your friends at Dietetics After Dark. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Becca. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good as well. It's a beautiful Sunday. It is. It's so sunny, even under this blanket. Yeah, Becca's fully recording in her blanket forts. Yeah, we're trying to figure out my audio and make it sound a little bit better. I think it sounds great. Thank you. All right. So today I actually have two stories for you. Ooh. One's just a little quick one that I thought was pretty funny. And then one is fascinating. And it's building off our episode on cultured meat. Amazing. Before I tell you the first one, I want to know if you've ever been on a trip when you're about to go through security and you realize that you have something in your carry-on that you can't actually bring on the plane and you have to either leave it or throw it out or whatever. Has that ever happened to you? No. <laughs> so really, <laughs> I am extremely paranoid when I go on an airplane. I actually, I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I hate being in trouble. Like I hate oh. it. <laughs> hate it, hate it, hate it. Hate it when people are mad at me. I hate being in trouble. So I am like hyper aware of what's in my bag when I get on to a plane. So I have like oh a gosh. whole organizational system before I pack like my carry on and whatnot. But this one time it was the day after prom, so from Aww. like grade 12, I went on a trip to North Carolina mm-hmm. and my I still had my hair up from the night oh before. <laughs> so much hairspray. So much hairspray, but so many bobby pins that mm-hmm. my head set off the um, the metal oh detector. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
And so they made me like take out my bobby pins while I was walking through. And the whole time I was like mortified. And I was like, never am I doing this again. I hate being in trouble. (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Okay. So there's been like a bunch of times where I just realized last minute that I have a thing of sunscreen that's too big or something (laughs) like that. And I I hate having to throw them out or leave it. Mm -hmm. And then one time I was flying home from India and I had like a ton of spices I bought and like dried red chilies. And for some reason, I thought I could bring them in my carry-on, which in retrospect is pretty dumb because they're food products. Mm-hmm. But I I, did, I didn't want them to explode in my bag. I just brought them in my carry-on. They were not heavy at all. So I just threw them in my bag and then I had to throw them all out. Oh, no. There were so many. And the chilies were for Jeff. And I was like, well, I bought you these really nice dried chilies, but... They're in a garbage at the airport. So it's like, sure <laughs> you did. such a bummer. <laughs> oh, that is such a bummer. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that you couldn't bring spices on a plane. So I think I was able to bring the cumin and the dry ones, but anything that was like the dried chilies, and I think there was some dried ginger as well, anything that was a food product, like something that had... Substance? Yeah, it was in a fine powder. Oh, I know. You'd think that they would be against the fine powders. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But it was those red chilies that I was like, no, not the chilies. <laughs> oh, Dan uh, once brought like pre-workout stuff on a plane and he put it mm-hmm. in a Ziploc bag. And I was like, this looks like okay. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So I can really relate to this first story based off that red chili story because mm-hmm. um, these guys went to extreme lengths to not have to throw something out or pay extra fees. Okay, so this first story is from The Independent by a journalist named Colin Drury, and it's titled Men Suffer Mouth Ulcers After Eating 30 Kilograms of Oranges to Avoid Airport Fees. What? <laughs> yeah. 30 That's kilograms? 30 kilograms. That's wild. I should convert that to pounds for I was just wondering how many pounds that was. Yeah, about 66 pounds. So that's a ton of oranges. Oh my gosh. So four men were on a business trip, and they were at the Kunming Changshui International Airport in Yunnan Province in China when they were faced with the decision to pay an extra 300 yuan, which is about $60 Canadian, to bring the oranges on the plane. And that's about 60 times the amount they had originally paid for the oranges. So they said, heck no. And (laughs) they ate all the oranges, all 30 kilograms. It only took them about 20 to 30 minutes. And right after eating the oranges, they all developed mouth ulcers or cankers. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the canker? Unfortunately, yes. When I yeah. am highly stressed, I get them. Mm-hmm. I remember in my first undergrad degree, I was so stressed once. I think I counted like eight in my mouth. Oh my gosh. And my roommates at the time were like, oh, you have to put salt in your mouth. I yep. did the salt water thing. I just spit it out immediately because it it was just like raw. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I get them when I'm really stressed. Salt actually works, but it hurts so much. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, you're totally right. Cankers can be caused by stress, injury, over-aggressive brushing, and also from eating high volumes of foods that are a little bit more acidic, like tomatoes and oranges. (laughs) So the moral of this first story is is just don't eat 30 kilograms of oranges in 30 minutes. A kilogram a minute. That is wild. A kilogram. Of, but between four of them. But it's, were they, still, it's still so many oranges. Were they peeled beforehand? That's so confusing. No, there's a video of them doing it. They're peeling oh, there is. Them. Yeah. So they, they're like peeling and eating. 
And are they eating super quickly, although it's like as though it's like a competition, or is it like leisurely consuming these oranges? Also, was it not an option to throw the oranges away or give them to the customs I think they just didn't want to. I think it was like a, I don't know, they just didn't want to sacrifice this amazing deal they found on oranges. And they were (laughs) like, well, we don't want to waste food. Apparently it went viral, but I could only find like still photos from the video. Oh, weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I know. It's on TikTok. It's probably on TikTok. It's probably on TikTok. Okay, let's go into the second story. All right. Because I think this is so interesting. It's (laughs) pretty cool. So from Bloomberg Green, we have an article titled Fake Meat Goes Beyond Burgers with Money for Printing Steaks. And this article was written by Agnieszka D'Souza and Ivan Levingston. And yes, you heard that headline correctly. Juicy top sirloin steaks hot off the 3D printer. Love it. So cool. (laughs) So a company in Israel called Redefine Meat has just raised $29 million in funding to build a large-scale pilot factory and begin selling their 3D printed meat later this year. So we talked about lab-grown and cultured meat a couple episodes ago, and Mm -hmm. we had commented on how we felt the texture was really important and that if it was off, it could be like kind of off-putting. Yep. And also that in the cultured lab-grown meat, they can really only grow more homogenous types of meat, like ground chicken or ground turkey, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So redefined meat is taking these alt-meat options to the next level by giving eaters the taste and texture experience that comes with eating a top-grade beef. So according to Forbes, Redefine uses plant-based materials. So it's actually 100% vegan. Sorry, it it is? This one is, yes. Okay. So the Redefine meat is 100% vegan. And so they use, for the ink, they use nutrients that are similar to what would actually be eaten by cows. Okay. So Forbes reported that the ink contains proteins from grains and legumes that are able to mimic the texture of muscle and fats and other acids to duplicate the juicy flavor, the blood structure, and the color of the actual meat. I'm so confused. Right? (sighs) So, sorry, so it's not, it's not meat at all. It is not meat. It's 100% vegan. And you can scroll down to that first picture. Yeah. That's taken from the Redefined Meat Instagram. Looks like a pork chop. And so I'm assuming that's uh, their steak. And you can see it's got marbling. It does. Like, I would never confuse that with, like, a real steak, I don't think. But it looks appetizing. Like, it's got good browning. It's got marbling. Mm -hmm. It looks like a steak. It kind of looks more like a pork chop or, like, a piece of salmon to me. But I would eat it. I would eat it, too. Absolutely. Like, what is with this ridiculous, like, side, like, the side (laughs) plating? I know. I kind of laughed at the the food photography, too. (laughs) We need more veggies on that plate. Yeah, it's not a balanced plate, but I think the steak looks pretty legit, and I would absolutely try it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, but I know why you're you're curious about the fact that it's 100% vegan. So there's another company, and Israel is really leading the charge here because they actually have the highest percentage of vegans and vegetarian worldwide. So about almost wow. 8%, between 5 and 8% of their population is vegan or vegetarian. So another Israeli company called Aleph Farms and also unveiled their 3D printed ribeye just last week. So Ala Farms uses a similar bioprinting technique, but they use real cow cells to create a ribeye 
that looks pretty darn close to the real thing, I think. And if you scroll down to the second picture, both of these will be on our Instagram. But this, I think, at least it's just the sheen on it and like the less perfect structure Mm -hmm. kind of looks more like a real piece of meat to me. Yeah, for sure. And maybe you'll say this or mention this, but do they just take individual cells and duplicate them? Or do they take like, I don't know how 3D printing works really, but do they take like a whole piece of meat and duplicate that? They take just cells. Just cells. So it's a process. So they isolate cells from a healthy cow without slaughtering the animal. Mm -hmm. And then they nurture the cells in a controlled, safe, and clean environment. And the cells are able to grow and form tissues in a process similar to tissue regeneration. So it is, I mean, it's similar to lab-grown yes. meat in that mm-hmm. no animal needs to die in order for us to eat it. Yes. Okay. But it is still technically an animal product. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, according to the Ala Farms website, it only takes about three to four weeks to grow or print a steak versus two years of growth for a classic steak, which typically to to grow a cow to the point where you'd be ready to slaughter it, it usually takes between 30 and 42 months. Okay. Yeah. Three to four weeks. Speeding up the process. Wow. For one steak. And I still have a lot of questions. The Aleph Farms website isn't super detailed about their process because it seems, you know, they're they're doing it like tissue regeneration. So it seems like there is an element of the cultured meat that we talked about in the other episode. Mm-hmm. But they're also using a printer. Right. To build it layer by layer to get that structure. Yeah. I want to see a time lapse over the Me three too. to four weeks of this being created. Totally. <laughs> I think it's so cool, though. I think this is uh, something to definitely keep your eyes on. So what would you rather try? 3D printed meat or a lab grown meat? I'll try them both. Yeah. Okay. I would actually, I would like to try them both to see what the difference is in texture and taste um, in all that stuff is between the two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. And vegan version or real version? Um, I think I would actually try, I would try both. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've mentioned before that I don't eat like animals with hooves, but again, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not opposed to trying like anything. (laughs) I think it's so cool. I would absolutely try. Yeah, same here. I'm just looking at these pictures again and comparing them. Yeah, the sides on both these plates are. Weak. I know. At least the second one has one one piece of rapini. <laughs> one piece of rapini, <laughs> and it looks like a like a little spoonful of squash. <laughs> yeah, or sweet potato mash or something like that. <laughs> it's good. Maybe they're looking to hire a food photographer. Well, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> yeah, we're both available. <laughs> Okay. So that's it for this week. Again, it was kind of a slow week for food news, but I think, I mean, the 3D printing one is so cool and I'm definitely going to keep my eyes on that. Yeah. There's a lot of strides being made in the, um, I guess, animal, animal welfare, meat production kind of biz. Yep. Definitely. Because it's an industry that needs to evolve. Clearly. All right. That is it for extra cheese this week. And we'll see you next week with another full episode of Dietetics After Dark. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to Extra Cheese. If you have any topic ideas for future episodes, shoot us an email at dietheticsafterdark at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at dietheticsafterdark. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. This podcast is a labor of love, and your support will help other true crime and food lovers find our podcast. 
Stay tuned for new episodes of Dietetics After Dark every second Monday and extra cheese every second Thursday. This episode was edited and mixed by Earworm Radio. If you're in need of podcast support, you can find them on Instagram at EW Radio or online at earwormradio.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.